welcome, gentlemen and ladies. As you can see, I'm coming to you live from the Time Variance Authority. As proof by my Loki tie here. And just like the TBA, we are nerd herders for all time, always. Uh, here for another Nexus event that we do at the end of every, one, every month here on a Wednesday. For all you variants out there, we are here for you. Joining me in this magnum opus as we transcend space, time, and all things in between is the Dragon of the Dojo, my own personal trainer and uh the man who of which the phrase bald is beautiful was coined with him in mind please welcome damien dragon well hi and with him is his best half better half uh former wrestler manager referee wife mother author of the upcoming book tell me who i'm supposed to be and a woman with more x's than jennifer lopez Foxy, Foxy! <laughs> wow. So good to have you. Thank you. I'm glad to have me too. I, I wish I could have you, but still, <laughs> that's another podcast for another time. And Dan Calachico. Um, this is Nerd Herders, of course, and uh, slowly I turn. <laughs> good evening. <laughs> Dan Calachico, of course, the uh, master of time and space, and uh, not quite the man bun, though, but no, we're getting everything there. else in between. Uh, I've done the introductions. I'm coming to you live from maybe the quantum realm, maybe not. Uh, but probably. Got, probably, if theories are correct. I've got my brand new Loki ties. I'm all dressed up and ready to spew, but I need something to spew about. Damien, that's your cue. All right, all right. So for those of us, uh, for those of you that have been here before, you know the drill. We pull out some news bits from the month. We roundtable discuss it before jumping into our primary topic, topic which is of course this uh, year's um E three, uh, <laughs> which we'll get into in a little bit. Which, with some of you do not know, is the electronic gaming. No, it's E three. There's three E's to this. I Electronic Entertainment Damn Expo. It. I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong on this. However, it, it features all uh, video game developers and companies and software and lets you know what will be coming within the year, supposedly. Year or so. Supposedly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Supposedly. All right. Well, that being said, let's just jump right into it. Uh, kicking off the month, and again, usually we all, I know you guys kind of discuss this a little bit, but you get to get, we get to discuss it together and everything like that. Kicking off, kicking off the month was a huge bombshell that started a huge other thing going on throughout the month with WWE, WWE kicking off the month with some very unforeseen releases at the beginning of the month. The first primary release list before the other ones came about was um, Braun Strowman, which shocked everybody, uh, Aleister Black, Ruby Riot, um, Samoa Joe, and Mickey James. Now, side notes on these really quick. Um, the Samoa Joe one, in a follow-up that I just found out yesterday, Samoa Joe said in a recent interview, literally he was only fired for a couple of hours. Yeah. John Laurinaitis hey, said, hey, we had to let you go. A couple of hours later, Triple H is like, hey, I got you. You're back. <laughs> and, that, and that was that. Um, 
Braun Strowman, however, there's apparently some interest from AEW for Braun Strowman. Oh, what a surprise. So that'd be interesting to see where that goes. I think AEW uh, should sign 50 other people and ignore the other 50 that they already signed that they don't already do anything with. That's great. I Ex- love it. Um, do it. Do that. In terms of uh, Ruby Riot, Ruby Riot says she's not going back to her Heidi Lovelace name. She has not exactly said yet what the name is going to be. But she, said, she, did. Uh, she did say what the name is. Yeah, oh. it, it warms my 90s heart because she's going to Ruby Soho, which was a rancid hit in the 90s. Which fits very well into her now her evolution and everything like that. So that's fantastic. That was on my name list back in the day, too. And I, I know that the women's revolution, and you know, we got moved away from the divas thing, but the Ruby Riot thing, I should get the mouse off the screen. Hey, the Ruby Riot thing. I, I, I and I know part of it is the old boys club of well, she doesn't have the look. Um she is so undervalued by wrestling fans and wrestling companies. Oh, she it, was defended by like over a year ago, she was defended by multiple people, and I'm not the granted, but like Charlotte Flair came to bat for her on social media. So like, you guys have no idea how much of a solid worker this girl is. Like, she's like this girl is like, she's like, if anybody, she's like, she deserves more than what you get. She's a work, you know, sol- one of the most solid workers that they had there, and everything so like good. that. So good. Yeah. Makes no sense to me. Um, then of course, there was a letting go of Mickey James, and everything like that. Then I had followed it up, which I think I had sent it to you, <clears throat> might have sent it to you guys. This all came via their new VP, uh, Nick Khan. And the reason why his reasons for these crazy let goes and everything like that, some of them, was um, one was if he didn't feel they were worth the money that they were getting, which in a bit of the standpoint, I can kind of see that and everything like that. Uh, uh, for, you know, like, but uh, for instance, like Braun Strowman got, you know, a very high multi-year deal and everything like that so i guess he deemed he wasn't worth the money he was making for him or anything like that i the agree Alistair black one was also like a big shocker too because like it was literally the week after they just finally physically brought him back on tv and i mean alistair was like you know when he came out on social media he was you know he had nothing bad to say he said him and vince got along very well and vince loved his ideas and he's like his biggest downer is that he's been working so hard for years for this gimmick even before that like really developing this thing. He even had music that he's had in the back burner for years for this and everything. And he said, that's the status part of this whole thing is not being able to get it. Um, the other aspect of it was um, he felt if someone was a injured, which just kind of messed up, you know, and, or two, too old. And that's obviously where the Mickey James one and Samoa Joe one apparently fell, fell in where he felt they were too old. And it's like, Mickey James to this day at her age is still leaps and bounds above. Is she thirty six? But majority of the women that they have there, you know. No, is Mickey she, James is older than thirty. Mickey James is older than thirty six. Hey Siri, how old is Mickey James? Survey says Mickey James is forty one years old. Oh great, 41. she's a hundred by Vince terms. Yeah, so that was the reasonings behind those quote-unquote let goes and then of course then there was a follow-up of like people getting their stuff back in trash bags and everything like that oh god yeah really it was nice. mickey it was mickey yeah was mickey but she wasn't she she was the first one that came out publicly about it this, oh. had, this had apparently been going on for years because she said the first time she was let go this happened the first time too Mm-hmm. Uh, and everything like and she's not the only one i think lana said she got hurt like a bunch of people got their stuff back in boxes in a trash bag 
Yeah, and but that person who was in charge of that was fired. And yeah. uh, apparently he was someone that the WWE never, no one really ever got along with anyway, and that was just their way of letting it go. I, I'm sorry, appearance fee. Um, I don't know how yeah. she found me in the quantum realm, but here she yeah, is. Yeah, I was going to say, the WWE did two, I know, I know this is going to offend some, not offend some people, this is going to upset a few people I don't care anymore. Uh, they released two people that probably should have been released based on just being kind of garbage to people backstage. Mm-hmm. And apparently that was one of them. Yeah. You're a billion dollar company. I, and I saw a lot of, I know I come, people say I come off as a WWE apologist. I know. Right. Um, but I saw people defending the trash bag thing. And I was like, you're a billion dollar company. There is no way in hell that you should be giving anybody severance and returning their, uh, 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 belongings in a trash bag by a fucking suitcase. Yeah. Please. Or at least just, you know, it was in a box anyway, just folded it and put it in the box. <laughs> that, yeah, that too. But a just trash fold bag? It and put no. it in the box. Yeah. Or just put it in the box. Or, yes, or yeah. just put, or just hand put it to it them the as box. they leave the door. Here, here's your shit. See you later. Just put it in the box. Like, what was the point of the trash bag? A box costs money. We need boxes. Yeah, you know, like because because like she showed the picture of it. It was like literally it was shipped to her in a box, but the duct tape. <laughs> it was like what the hell? So and then of course as the month has gone out, of course we've seen a slew of other releases and shifts and changes and everything like that. And now they're looking to replenish the roster. And there's a whole big thing with Vince is going to be there scouting talent and everything like that. That they've even, you know, they've got security there and everything for Vince, you know, that set up the day that Vince goes to scout talent. So we'll see how this goes and everything like that. I'm already fearful of the three that they've already mentioned that they're pretty much are actually no four. I'm sorry, four that are already pretty much going up, which is going to be Cross and Scarlet, who they've already talked about separating. Um, uh, Bronson Reed and now as of recent Shotzi Blackheart, and we're just like, um, no. Yeah. Well, Bont- Bronson Reed just lost the North American Championship yet last whoa, night. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Kind of... Well, pump the brakes. Sorry. Shotzi's gone? No, shot no, 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 no. What I'm saying is what they're doing now is uh they've been doing Oh, okay. Down to NXT hey. scouting town oh, yeah. because they want to replenish. Uh-huh. Yeah. But the, the probably the thing that surprised me most about the uh the cuts was um on the in the second round of cuts. When they released Fandango, which wasn't a surprise, the surprise was he's been with the company since 2007. Mm, yeah, he's been, he's been there for a while. For 14 years. Yeah. That surprised the hell out of me. Because yeah. to get 14 years out of one of the single worst gimmicks in the history, you got nowhere to go with that character. Absolutely nowhere. And the fact that he got 14 years out of that, I yeah. will it I will admit he and and Tyler Breeze were both let go, but they're when they were doing the fashion files, that was the first time I had laughed at any pre-written skit on a WWE show since the heyday of Edge and Christian and the Kazoos. Yeah. Okay, that's the last that that was that that was fucking hilarious. When and they brought back all the old uh characters and they made them but again, you you're given one of the worst gimmicks any wrestler could give. I put him in that Sean Morley ca- category 
Um, Sean Morley, for those of you who don't know, Val Venus, who was given the single worst character you can get, but you're giving it to an absolute stud. Sean Morley had a, a great body, great look, could work, could go an hour. He had that great voice. You could have made a mint with that dude, but instead you gave him the single worst gimmick you could possibly give someone of that caliber where he's got nowhere to go. I'm not putting Fandango in that category, but as far as stupid gimmicks where you have no upside to him, he did a lot. I'm sorry, Dan, what were you going to say? No, 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 no. I let you finish. I was just going gonna... to... No, I'm done. I was done. Side note, um, fire. No, um, I saw... <laughs> I saw an old friend of the shows, and I mean HIC Talk Radio Network, uh, make his uh, debut in NXT. And I don't know when it's going to air and where. And they let him keep his name, Joe Gacy. Wow. Wrestled on WWE NXT. And that's what I said. I said, fucking good for him, man. Yeah. That dude's been kicking in that door for years and. That he should be inside the door. That's just yeah, pretty, much, hey, you yeah, let, pretty much. You let some people go, let him in. Let's go. Pretty much. All right. So, again, time will tell to see where they go uh, from here and what happens to those that we kind of like moving on to the main roster. We wish them luck. I hope they don't. <laughs> I hope they come back to NXT and do it where it's a better show. Blackheart has the most badass newest shirt on the shop. If you have not seen it, go check it out. It is Awesome. Her new, shirt is awesome. Her new shirt is awesome. A quick side note before we move on. I know uh, Foxy tweeted this uh, last night, or Damien, you might have tweeted this. A uh, friend of all of ours, someone that you guys, uh, you and uh, Damien and Fox probably work with. I know Dan and I have seen uh, up close and personal, but last night was a really bad uh, injury. Uh, so we sent our best to her, Mercedes Martinez. Oh. Um, yeah. I got, I got follow up. Yes, please. Um, she's okay. Oh. Uh, uh, no, she's okay. Uh, oh, yeah, I saw the tweet after saying that she was, yeah, go ahead, David. No, I, uh, I, 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 cause she, she, she's one of the few people I still get to talk to, like, like Jesse uh-huh. K and everything like that. She's really cool. Um, no, I, I was like, you know, I said there are concerns or anything like that. She hit me up, uh, today. She's like, no, she's like, I'm good. She goes, no, it was, it was rock. She goes, I was rock. I ain't gonna lie. She goes, but I'm moving on. Like, nothing ever happened. No, it's not that one. Okay. What the hell just but, uh, happened? But uh, no, she's fine. She's good. She's good. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, from what <laughs> I had heard. Otherwise, from what I had, you know, as a precaution, they did send her to the hospital. Okay. To make sure. But she's like, yeah, no, she's like, it was a stiff shot. But other than that, she's moving on like nothing happened. It's not yeah. eat my tank, is it? it? No, it's actually like a caricature of her and her and like, like not, it was like, it's like full blown artwork. Well, where the hell's the Go ahead. He advertised. There it is. There it is. Uh, let's see if you can see it. Put the phone down. It's not working that well. There, there, oh, there. I see it. I see it on here. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's an awesome shirt. I'm yeah, like, that is bad. I need that one in our collection. All right, all right. Moving on to number two. On to some more controversy. So NYCC is going to be rolling back around and everything like that. <laughs> and uh, right at the gate, they pissed everybody off. Hold on. Oh, look. Hold on. I'm going to put them on my shock face. Oh. oh, yeah. So, okay. So, they put out a thing. Hold I, I kind of remember it a little bit. All right. Because this goes in waves here. Yeah. For the upcoming Comic-Con. Um, well, there are 
three things that you can do to get tickets for, for the next Comic-Con. Well, the first, first one starts with the, the rollover. There is a rollover period. If you were fan verified to get tickets in 2019, you get first crack at tickets. Okay. Okay. Um, otherwise, you have to do your fan verification generally. You cannot get tickets unless you're fan verified, which is a half and half thing. Okay. But that's not where it goes awry. Three, uh, there are three other factors to the Arinus. Okay. Arinus? Arinus. Oh, Arinus. And that is the name of the episode. Thank you, Vaxi. <laughs> is that like a queen? Is that like a queen rhino? Arinus? Like your highness? Arinus? Arinus. Yes. Your highness. So <laughs> if you're fan verified now and you get your tickets now, all well and good. However, if you have to fan verify now, you haven't yet. Once you fan verify, and then those that have been since 2019 will eventually have to also do the same thing. You have to become a member of the latest thing called the Metaverse. Now, with the Metaverse, there are two different tiers that you can join for a one-time yearly fee of either $49 or $99, in which case you receive, you know, things, um, which in essence, are basically chances at things, not actual things. things. If you join a certain tier, you have a shot at photo ops. Because if the spots don't fill up, you have a shot at either first crack at VIP tickets or first crack at tickets in general. So in paying this yearly membership, you get a chance at things oh but that's not only it but wait this no longer for the foreseeable future will there be multi-day passes if you want to go all four what? days you now have to buy four tickets each four. at their own individual price without even maybe like a discount you just have full to price, buy them. full price per day but mind you before you can buy the tickets for 2021, 2022, you got to join the metaverse. So not only are you going to pay $49 or $99 a year for a chance to get one, two, three, four-day tickets, you're then paying for those tickets. And chances at other things you're already paying for. And mind you, again, for those that have done none of this stuff before yet, mm. none whatsoever, People that have done this in 2019 and 2020 are getting the first cracks first because space is limited. Yeah. So, so 20, mind 2019, so, like, for example, my brother has been fan verified for a very long time. He will receive the email to the access the pre-sale to those that were fan verified as of 2019. After that, whatever is left, then when you verify for the last year and join a membership, you get a shot at whatever the fuck is left. And for those that have done nothing at all, that were looking to do this for the first time ever, you have to wait till July 11th after everybody else has had their chance to get their stuff. When it goes on sale for the public, but you might still need a membership to the metaverse. And, and you that, still got a fan verify. And that's how you get to go to NYCC. It's not that difficult. Do you this remember? is the dumbest goddamn thing I've ever heard. Do you remember the year 
we just randomly woke up on a Sunday and went, you want to go to Comic-Con? Yeah. That, that's how I, honestly, that's how I first started going to cons. I, the first con I went to, I was in high school. And this was the first year to the Javits. And it was only one little tiny section of the Javits Center. I just walked up to the door, paid $20, and went in. And then, do you remember where you could I, just walk up yeah. to go into your local comic book shop, your mom and dad? Your you know, mom and pop shop. Mom and pop shop and buy tickets because they were an outlet. I do. We've done it. Do you remember then when only Midtown Comics in New York City got the exclusive for in-person tickets? We do. Do you remember when they decided to go all virtual with tickets? Because we do. And now here we are. Why is this? Why, why is this allowed? I, uh, but if you want further details on it, if you scroll through our feed on the Nerd Herders Rebooted page, I, I actually have the <laughs> capture of everything yes. on there and of all the information needed. I, if you're trying to go to NYC. I if you're looking at... Oh, go ahead. I, I can only hope this is just... I, I hate to sound this way, but I don't care. I hope that this is only a New York Comic Con thing because BookCon is also um, put out by ReadPop, who is one of the biggest... Uh, I forgot the word for it. Yeah, those people when it comes to yeah. Comic-Con. And if they do the same thing for BookCon, there's a good chance I'm going to have to stop going to that too. Because I am not joining any kind of membership service that just gives me a shot at things when that's not what I yeah, go to these yeah. things. It's for like it's like you're it's like you're it's like you're overpaying for a raffle ticket. It's a grand gambling. You're going to like Vegas. Yeah. Read Pop does uh, the Philadelphia Comic Con, oh. and thankfully, um, as since I've moderated a couple panels and hosted, I I can bypass all that yeah. uh, bullshit. But I but as far as like if I can get tickets for my friends or something like that. I don't know what to tell them if this is the case going forward with them. Yeah, this is so, so that's the thing. We don't yeah. know if it's a repop decision or if it's yeah. whoever runs New York Comic Con yeah, but, has gotten as big as San Diego, like uh, big, like from but yeah, this is uh people were outraged to say the least. People oh, were yeah. absolutely outraged to say the least. You know, and it's it, just and one, and one of the biggest bombshells, I mean, other than the it was already different. They made it so difficult before in the last the last two years. I was gonna say I've been watching your your ire raised because every year they've made it it's more worse. difficult for fa actual fans that have been there for the beginning to get to the goddamn thing. Yeah, <laughs> but now and, and it, but the biggest the other big takeaway that people were like was the elimination of the multi pass. Yeah, it's like really it's hold up. All right, when the pandemic when the pandemic started, I was saying. You know the good will triumph over evil thing. Where there people are going to have to, they're going to have to be forced to reevaluate their lives and go. The greed is not working anymore, and it's starting to work in the service industry where the supply run, the supply chains are kind of they're still there, but they're kind of slowing down because they're not able to hire people for shit wages anymore. So you're the people are like, oh, we should really, we should probably raise their pay before we're all automated or it's Amazon. Like they're gonna figure that out eventually, so I, I I have more faith. But generally, I was like, greed will will start to good will triumph over evil, and then you get crap like this. It gets announced where it's like, no, pre post pandemic, give me all of your fucking money, and I'm like, yeah, I'm cool with not being a nerd that much. I don't need clout to. I I'm so past the point of where I need to be somewhere to experience it to be proven a fan. 
I, you know, it's like the sports thing where I am not sitting through all these Phillies games to prove to you I've had a jersey for 20 years because they suck and their ownership is unbearable and they have no bullpen. I'm not sitting through it. Uh, I don't need to go to a Comic-Con dress up like a Ghostbusters to prove my fandom to 30,000 strangers anymore if I'm spending that much money. See, th- this is, again, I hate wording it the way that I'm about to word it. Because eh, word it's, not, it. it's not the right words, but I news like this sometimes gets me so incoherent that I can't formulate it. But at the end of the day, what this does is ostracize... I I don't want to say real fans, but it it ostracizes the comic book lovers, the art collectors, the ones that want to go grab some merchandise and panders more to the ones that are just going to go and hang out with friends and cosplay and get photo shoots done. Because the ones that are just there to be discovered that aren't even fans. Yeah. Again. And I, I hate using that word because, you know, a lot of them are fans as well. But again, you know, to the ones that are just going to, you know, rack up some trade paperbacks in bulk because the prices are great. Or again, just to hit up Artists Alley and, you know, or take take a couple panels in for educational purposes. Can't even get in a panel. Not even the, the celebrity ones, but like to those in the nerd culture that are going because they live, eat and breathe the nerd culture. Yeah. This is where. It's holy shit. It's like being a kid all over again. Yeah. You're getting put, you, 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 you getting- clung to these things because they resonated with you and you created a community and a family and eventually you got pushed out of it. Of your own thing. Yeah. Like, you know, this was a thing for people, you know, look, go back and look at all the old cons, the people that went. There was really no spade to spade. There was no pretty people. There was no cool people. There was no pretty people. Like, you know, and we I'm gorgeous. <laughs> you are. Thank you. And, but like, now look at it. And again, there's, there's people there that go there and cosplay that have no, they're just there to discover and everything like that, which is ridiculous. But it's like, like we used to go and there was a game plan. It's like, all right, day one, we kind of lay out, lay out the land. Day two, it's just a Saturday, it's a big day. We go enjoy everything, we go and cosplay. We kind of scout out everything. Come home. We blueprint out the map where we saw all the sales. And then Sunday, you get there early. You bum rush. You make all those sales. Boom, 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 boom. There's no point to any of that anymore. And, None. And, and then remember the giveaways. You used to get giveaways and all that. And now you get, like, nothing. Like, and I, look, I am not saying if you just want to dress up in cosplay and go, that that's a bad thing. I'm not saying that everyone loves to dress up. Of course. No, what you said is factual. You're driving away the fans that have been there from the beginning because you're trying to make a buck. That's it. That's the way it is. It's not, it's, that's the simple version of what they're doing. They're trying to make it. And I understand companies trying to make as much money off a product as possible. I'm not naive. I totally get it down the board. WWE to compound. But you are literally turning off the people that got you there. And, and, and it's greed. This is quite literally Urban Outfitters selling a bootleg version of Fleetwood Mac's Rumors t-shirt for fucking $45 just because it went viral on TikTok. That's what this is. And yes, that price is real. Blast. I'm not buying anything from Fleetwood Mac for 45 bucks. We're not talking about this right now, Dan. This is a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is a different podcast. Dan got shut down. 
<laughs> All right. Never mind. All I was going to say was uh, Danny says if they do this to BookCon, we riot. Yeah, if they if they cross this over to BookCon, I... Now, yeah. about this t-shirt. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, legit, though. Urban Outfitters has all these classic rock and 80s glam metal t-shirts for 45 bucks a pop, and it's like... So, wait, so it's just the album cover on a t-shirt? Yeah. See, the Genesis website is basically just the store now because other than this tour, they don't they're they're not they don't do anything anymore. They've done their 15 albums. They're retired past that point. But it's all it's just like like this one. This one was 25. But this is from a store, their store. This is a reprint from the 78 tour. And I love this shirt. So I must have it. But a lot of their shirts are just the printing of the album cover. And there's like 40 bucks. And I'm like, I love you guys. But, but, you can, but you can kiss my ass. I have the album cover on the album. Thanks. I can get, I can, I can get it made cheaper on Zazzle for yeah, myself. I can print an <laughs> HD version of that, get it printed out with no copyright laws, and get it for 15 bucks or less, and it'll last longer. No, thanks. Exactly. So anyway, but moving on. Uh, here was a kind of a crazy one and everything like that. So, um, Everybody has seen the unfortunate fall of the once beloved Bam Margera. Uh, oh, I gotta leave. Yeah, and then uh, this was uh, basically he got hit with a three-year restraining order from Jackass director Jeff Tremaine. Wow. Uh, and basically, basically, like it was just a lot of threats, personal threats, like bringing up his kids and everything like that. I guess for like not having him part of Jackass Four and everything like that. But it was also because like. It's very well known at this point since the passing of Ryan Dunn, like it caused the huge downward spiral of band that he's still Hasn't going out through. Of it. And yeah. he's gotten out of it and everything. But like, yeah, he, he basically was like threatening Tremaine, involving Tremaine's children, left them voicemail after voicemail after voicemail repeatedly that Tremaine had to hit him with a three year restraining order. As the band die hard here, uh, followed this guy when he was a skater. Through, uh, through it all and I was turned I'm turned off now um, he has an addiction issue that I'm not saying that to uh, I want to preface this by saying I'm not saying that to explain this away Yeah, he has an addiction issue that they've all all of them Steve-O we'll talk about that in a second Steve-O we'll talk about that in a second Knoxville Tremaine uh, Air, all of them, Aaron Preston, they have all tried to get him straight, yeah, because he has gone downhill considerably since Ryan Dunn died, yeah, uh, which we just hit the anniversary of that. And they actually That's reopened what? that, and he was like four times above, like he was level. slightly plastered, yeah. They um, said they, they, and, and not to be grim about this, but like he was identified via his tattoos, yeah, no. They were dead before the car stopped moving in the trees. That's how yeah. bad the fire. The, the, yeah, the, like, the, yeah, they weren't. It was over. Yeah, they, they identified him via his tattoos. Yeah. So I've I've been on scene for one accident that bad where it wasn't fire, but it was. How do I put this? Pulverization. Yeah. For a car missing an exit on purpose. Mm. Well, you, you use fingertips. But my point was, is they've all tried to get him straight. And the deal was, the way I'm to understand it is, 
The same thing they did with Steve-O. If you can stay, they gave him a goal to help because yeah. addiction is a disease. There's no discussion. There's no backward ass 80s and before thinking about it. It is a disease and it will take you. And sometimes you need to, even if it's a minor addiction, set a goal for something to try to be like, if I can do this, not only will I be better, but I will get something from this. Yeah. And they did it with Steve-O and he did it and he's been clean ever since. Steve-O doing fantastic. Steve-O looks great. He sounds great. He seems happy. That guy was miserable. He's awake. Exactly. Damien. Perfect. They gave Bam that ultimatum is the wrong word. We're all using wrong words, but that's why it's called Orionis, um, (laughs) which is a word. Foxy knows. Um, That Jackass 4 was a go. He just had to get clean. And not only didn't he get clean, he threatened their lives. He threatened their families' lives. He did the BAM thing. And no, sorry, dude. You can't, you're not. They try, it, it, it became this me versus them thing from him. And they were there for him. Yeah. And I am a BAM mark. And I can't mark for this. He's wrong. Yeah. Prefacing the the, the addiction aside, setting that all aside, I really hope he gets clean for him and his kid. His kid's adorable. His wife's adorable. He has a great little family going. And I'm real nervous he's going to end up like we all thought Steve-O was going to end up. That aside, you've crossed the line. It's over, bro. That's it. Donezo. It reminds me. Did you guys? Did any of you guys see the uh, the Kiss documentary on A and E? No, but I know <laughs> it. I know their yeah. story. Well, it was. I hadn't seen. I and I knew loosely, but it was basically what Bam was going with the Jackass crew uh, when Ace and Peter wanted to come back. I'll say, yeah, but you got to stay clean. And when you come back, you're not going to be making as much as as Paul and and Gene, because we've been here this whole time. You guys left. We or we you left or we kicked you out, or whatever it was, but we couldn't deal with the drug use and the alcohol and everything like that. So if you guys come back, just no drugs and no alcohol and everything will be fine. Yeah. And they couldn't do it. And they not only could they not do it, they couldn't reconcile with the fact that Gene and Paul were making more more than them. But it's like we were the group. It was all of us. You left. So you want to come back. This is how it's gonna be. So when you're telling me about Bam, that's kind of how, you know, the Jackass crew and, and just like with the Jackass crew, Peter and and um, sorry, uh, Paul and Gene were there for for Peter and Ace as much as they could. To, this is, for them this to get is also not revisionist history. And I know yeah. Paul and Gene get a lot of they've earned a lot of that slack for kind of being pricks about their band. But yeah. I wish more artists would feel more protective of their band image. Because we wouldn't get half-assed box sets. Genesis! <laughs> anyway. They yell at the wall. Son of a... But I was yelling. He always come back. He always finds that, a way that, to bring it back. Either Genesis that's or Ghostbusters, damn. He always find a way to come back to one or, one Listen, or both of them. Don't be mad at me because I find my center. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but but we hope Bam finds his. Yeah. yeah but but, but Gene... And this is not revisionist history. This is not the WWE thing. Gene and Paul... We're very straightforward about these things for years. 
Yeah. Like, hey, okay. They did it with Hezrin, the producer, mm-hmm. when they brought him back for, um, oh, shit, the 90s, the mega hit in the 90s. Um, I'll lick it up. Th- no, <laughs> Revenge. Revenge, okay. They brought him back for that, that, that album that kind of gave them their 90s comeback, right? Yeah. And, and Gene was like, you fucked up. You got to stay clean. You're working with us. He's like, all right, cool. And it was huge. Mm-hmm. And they told the same. To the, these guys were so true. You guys, you, I think we've talked about Nerd Herders, the Kiss special, the movie yeah. that was on the Phantom Park. Phantom of the Park, yeah. Ace Frehley was so drunk that he couldn't even read his own lines or his stand-in was in half the scenes. He was so drunk. Yeah. And his stand-in was dark. And, and it, I don't know if you know Ace Fraley. He's paler than everybody else on the show who's pale. Yeah, Ace Fraley's the only one that doesn't who really didn't wear makeup. He just he was he's that white. Yeah. But in, <laughs> in, in one scene though, on the Kiss Meets Phantom of the Park, it was a, a statue of Ace. <laughs> it's just, yeah, a it statue. Wasn't, it, yeah, because he was so messed up. Uh, <laughs> My favorite is the interview where he goes. They're listening to the guitars, uh, the the tracks for Destroyer, where they're mixing the album, and he's just sitting in the control room. He goes. I didn't play that. He's <laughs> like, yeah, because you weren't there. You were drunk. I remember when I was watching the, and this is the last kiss thing I'm going to say. Um, when I was watching the, the documentary, I saw live when they were on the Tomorrow Show, and I was 12 years old. And because I had great parents or parents who don't give a shit, one or the other, I had a TV <laughs> in my room. But it's one in the morning on a school night, and I'm watching the Tomorrow Show because Kiss was on. And I remember because they they premiered the two videos. Um, I was made for loving you, and uh, sure know something from the Dynasty album. Um, and sure know something is my favorite Kiss song of all time. Mm-hmm. The first time I ever heard it was on the Tomorrow Show. I know why uh, I like this Craig guy. Yeah, but I, but I remember the interview um, more so because I was falling asleep in class the next day. But Ace was just laughing at everything. And I could see how even then I was 12. I could see how it was pissing off Gene. How, you know, they were talking. It would start something. And Ace, ah! Ace with, you know, that really annoying laugh, high-pitched laugh. And then I found out in this documentary on A&E this past week that he was drunk. the whole, And that's why. And I, I just thought, oh, this is just a good time band. Listen, Ace, when we get backstage, I'm going to beat the shit out of you with your guitar. If you don't knock it <laughs> off. You understand me? I did that impression yeah. before Steve ever did the chicken impression. I just want to, I also want to point out that Genesis had this style logo before kiss did by three years. So, <laughs> and we're back three years. Okay. Uh, so is that, is that all uh, for BAM or is there something else? That's yeah. all for BAM. That's all for BAM. No, right. knock it off. Cole. Get well, Margera. Man. Moving on, moving on. All right. So John wick four, we got a little bit of John wick four news and everything like that. Uh, move, joining the cast uh, which is actually two really cool ones that I'm like really excited for is um, Donnie Yen has been added to uh, John Wick 4 as well as Hiroki Sanada uh, who was Scorpion in Mortal Kombat as well as uh, from uh, The Last Samurai. Well, he's like in everything right now. Yeah, he's, and uh, Avengers Endgame. He was uh, Avengers the, Endgame, the Hawkeye. He was, yeah. Oh, that's right. The guy that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the new zombie flick, you know, what for the Romero uh, the Army, of Dead. Army of the Dead, Dead all that yeah. stuff. So he's like kind of the hot commodity. So yeah, so I am 
chomping at the bit for that. And also in a sidetrack real quick, Christina Ricci has been added to an already loaded Matrix 4 as well. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so now, now, now you got to watch it, right? Damn it. That is exactly. Or are you mad that you didn't get the part? Foxy and, Foxy and I are on the same way. Like, like, I guess, Foxy, I guess Foxy I gotta just watch wants it, to hang out with Keanu Reeves already. I do. I just want to hang out with Well. Oh, cool. Wow. All right. Also, we were privy to. Um, there's really no news on what the movie's gonna be about or anything like that, and we only got a tra- trailer of, of, of like a teaser of from behind the wheel. But Rob Zombie is doing the Munsters oh and everything like that, and uh, he shot a video in a black and white style from behind the uh, the wheel of the coach and everything like that. It's called the Dracula. Yeah. So ah, uh, there's I a song about it. Oh, 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 okay, okay. So you can't make that face and not express your feelings. <laughs> okay, Rob Zombie doing the monsters sounds really cool. In oh, oh in no. Theory. Oh, no. Foxy and I are going to have our first fight. But, no, 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 no. It's just... <laughs> I adore Sherry Moon Zombie. His wife. Okay. I adore okay. her. I wish I had her job. Just go good dancing on stage to White Zombie and Rob Zombie. But the 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 fucking nepotism in it that she has to be Lily Munster. Yeah. Bugs me. It, it bugs me. I, I get agree. that you put your wife in all your movies. That's cool. I get that she only wants to work with you because she trusts you and she has the same passion and the same aesthetic. I get it. But the Munsters is huge yeah and yes. to put her in the lead role i uh, yeah don't i don't like that okay we're not fighting because i agree 100 okay not. okay good no that that's good. Good. i like I, I like sherry moon very very much as baby and we're moving yeah you know what? yeah okay i'll give you yeah sure i'll give you a little just say she's great in that too but yeah, past that, nah. Yeah, and not only that, but if I'm right, Elvira is slated to be in the movie. Not as Elvira, but like okay. the actress, Cassandra. Oh, Cassandra Peterson's Peterson. in it? Yes, yeah. Peterson. Yes, yes. And it's like, you you have your Lily. Yeah, right, right there. there. You know? But, and, it, but if, and if you want to go younger, uh, I, I uh, Kat Dennings would be a great Lily. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Christina Ricci. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. but... Just well, to have Elvira's so. name attached to it mm. alone will already bring in a fandom. Yeah. Oh, huge fandom. You know, yeah. you already have a Munsters fandom. You have Cassandra Peterson attached to it. You're going to bring in that fandom. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I feel it's just missing the mark. John little. Cena right. as her as, as a Herman Munster. Wow, it's blanket. I'm just trying. I'm just fantasy booking now because he's oh. in everything now. Yeah, right. Oh, he's in everything. He does voiceovers for every commercial, everything. I've so, seen he's in everything, but I haven't seen him yet. Da, 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 da. Uh, yeah. Well, moving on again. So again, we're gonna have to wait and see what they bring from that. But here we go. Um, this month we were also finally privy to the amazingly glorious trailer for Kevin Smith's He Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what people dubbed people dub and again i'm not trying to offend anybody i'm using the quote here this is not my words but they said and quite literally the gayest trailer ever for <laughs> he-man and i yep. loved it everybody said it was the gayest trailer they ever saw and they absolutely loved it 
from using like I need a hero. I mean, dude, it was epic. It was absolutely epic. I sat here watching it with a smile on my face next to her. I'm like, this is great. First of all, I saw I saw a lot of people say, saying that in the positive. We're like, this is so gay. I love it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, there's there's another there's something I always the negative always pops up on me, and I keep thinking of Damien's post the other day. Like, stop it, asshole. Um, but I just wanted to point this out for a reason. This one only for a reason. I saw a lot of people saying, well, that was a cheesy trailer. Did you not watch the original cartoon, dog? You could. It was basic. You could smell the cheese off the TV when you watch it on YouTube. It's so cheesy. That yeah, was they recycled. They recycled at the animation clips so much throughout that it, whole series. Uh, so so run, stop, look, look, run, stop, look, look. And yeah, they reused the clips so much throughout this, the entire series. This is gonna. I have a feeling because I trust in Kevin Smith, and I know another person on this podcast will agree with me because it's where we met. That would be great. Um, we uh, uh, we started dating when Kevin at a Kevin Smith show. Craig and I. Yeah. Um, that was our me cute. That was our me cute. I I cornered him in all, in a dark alley for real in Philadelphia, and I can't believe he didn't try to kill me. Um, Craig, I mean, not Kevin. He was in a lit. <laughs> he was in a lit alley. Um, so. I think this will supersede the original series. I really do. I feel like my miles by hundreds of miles just based on that trailer. I'm like, oh, dang, they're going, they're going seriously cor- corny on this. And I, and you know how I mean that they're, they're going to, oh man. And if they do a She-Ra, please <laughs> count sign. Uh, just uh, get, here's my blood. Now, can you, now can the same company do Ghostbusters? I brought it back around again. I didn't do it on purpose. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. you did. Why don't you guys just watch the old ones? Because it's because I, I can because I have already. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it kind I'm of harkens, this harkens back a little to uh, when we're talking about the craft reboot. Yeah. I gave a whole long speech about how I probably wouldn't watch it, not because, <laughs> eh, but because it's not made for me. It's made for a different generation. Yeah. Okay. So that being the case, why? Because I want more. The older generation and make a new thing of literally something that will look old and sound old and feel old, all like the originals. Just watch the original well, guys. The thing about this one also is. I think they, because remember, there was other really argue with that. other um, screen captures of later where the characters do like look different. They're redesigned. Another, so I think it's going to kind of start out that way. And look, then eventually they're going to change I, Look, it. I love Kevin Smith. I love yeah. his work. You know I do. I love uh, his books, I, the, the, the things, everything he's done. Good books. answer. But in it just, I don't know. It, it's This is a very niche thing. It's pandering to people our age and only our age and the thing is is with people our age we work we have kids (laughs) we you know don't always have time to make you know watch these things it needs to cater to all audiences fuck them again i'm just saying in in all in all seriousness i don't really have an argument 
I don't, I can't debate what you just said. Uh, but I can debate is Shira has already been back. Good night. I'll see you later. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's more of a Sailor Moon style. Yeah, like, I don't care. Care what she looks like. Oh, we have that on. I have that on DVD. <laughs> it's my general reboot thing. When you watch, when you see something that's the reboot or yeah. a reimagining or just a remake, and you go, "Why are you remaking it?" Yeah, just watch the original. Kind of like the same thing. You're literally remaking it in every facet of the word. Right. So those aren't remakes. Those are continuations. Set. Yeah. Well, set. Thank you, Foxy. Yeah, I sleep I, well at night tonight. I I agree. I agree with you, Foxy. And mostly just because I was never the biggest He-Man fan to begin with, but I figure if you're going to remake it, why not do something? I, and the reason why I just buzzed by the trailer because it was just the exact same thing I saw in the cartoon, you know, 30 years ago. So if you're going to remake it, why not do something my, different? My counter argument is also why not? Yeah. Well, like I said, I have a funny feeling though. Again, because it was before this trailer came out, there was a screen captures of like Tila and other known characters fully redesigned. So I think right. it's probably going to start out this way and, uh-huh. you know, and then eventually evolve. I don't mean to shit on your dreams. Don't like, you? I, mean- don't. <laughs> I saw the trailer with you, but as a, but as a wife, that's all I'm going to do. No, no, the trailer it was fun, it was cool, but to me, I'm watching the trailer. It's like. Then I'll just watch the old ones. Yeah, we like, used to watch the old ones it, late at night. Exactly, we used to watch the old team and she rose because everybody solved the puzzles all the time. But that's what like. Just yeah, if you want the old shit, watch the old no, shit. shit. No, don't worry about it. I'm not offended. <laughs> I am not getting late. I'm not. <laughs> I knew that ahead of time, but this feels it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on because we still got a many topics to get to. Yeah, uh, this is gonna be a fun, interesting one. Okay, so the Paul brothers, Logan, and whatever the other one's name is. Well, we're having, face and douchebag. Yeah, we're having a grand old time with them and everything like that. So this is a fun one that I had to throw out there and everything like that because, especially after the debacle that Logan Paul just did with Mayweather, which is the biggest <laughs> cash scam, grab. scam cash grab ever. Because you're gonna tell me Mayweather could not beat Logan Paul? Come on. Anyway. Logan Paul has thrown out there that he feels and he's claiming he could take on Mike Tyson because he's old. <laughs> oh, that has to be a clip. That's a clip. That's a clip. That's a clip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually lit. I don't have you know, folks. This is not. A, this is not a, a work lab. This is a legit lab. Dan's turning red. He's legitimately dying. <laughs> <laughs> he said what? <laughs> so he could. He he can take Mike Tyson because we because Mike Tyson is too old. <laughs> you stupid crackers. He's gonna die. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dan's dying. Oh, holy shit. Oh, I can't see it. Are you guys there? <laughs> oh, my God. He said that. Yeah, that was Dan. That was Dan's Cape Fear laugh. Oh, come out, come out wherever so, you are. When I posted this, when I posted this, people were like, are you kidding me? If you go on YouTube, there is a training oh. of Tyson from yeah. only, only about three to four months ago. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> still a beast. Yeah. And it's and it's a go- he's Logan so Paul. Powerful. Yeah, he's he's going by the last fight he had with Roy Jones. Yeah. Where they both admitted that they got high before the fight. Yeah. So because it was an exhibition, they didn't they had no animosity toward each other. They were just two old guys, two friends that just wanted to mix it up. Yeah. But if you're going to fight Mike Tyson, who is the exact same age as me, he he um his birthday was last week. And like you said, Damien, the the the, the video that they can show three or four months ago, but that's Tyson every day. He is never not trained. Yeah. Because he's old doesn't mean he, he forgot how to fight. Ugh, he's still then, fast. Yes. If you watch this, if you watch this footage, he's still fast. Yes. He still hits hard. But also it harkens to um the speech that they give in um Rocky Balboa. Yes. He's older now. Right. Which means his bones are more calcified. Yes. Which means he hits a lot harder Hard. now. And when I and say, yes, book this fight <laughs> exactly. Book it. Please, he, hits, book and it. He, he hits harder now, Damien. And 30 years ago, no one hit harder than him then. So, he, what do you think is going to like? Like, I, I mean, we've seen you know, boxing throughout the years in classic days, you know, you saw guys get knocked out or whatever, like that, right? But I mean, had anybody ever watched fights other than Tyson's where people got little, literally got knocked stupid? Like, like people were not stupid. They were. <laughs> you know that that the um the if you look it up on YouTube, there's a. Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. I swear. Wait, they got knocked out. <laughs> you know the uh the clip from Family Guy where they have the boxer who's doing the color commentary. Should I wait? <laughs> oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. And he can't put coherent sentences together. And though yeah. it's funny, it's true. That's going to be Logan Paul. He's going to hit Logan Paul so hard so many times that Jake Paul's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and nothing will make me happier to yeah. see yeah. this dude. It's still it. laughing. It's still laughing. It's just because yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm imagining this blood. Prick's face getting punched off his body by Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah. Now, Dan, will you actually buy this fight? Yeah, I'm buying that. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't care. That's fine if he if he gets paid. He's a millionaire already. I will watch him get destroyed. Because you know, Mayweather will work with you. Mike Tyson raped someone, dude. You're dead. <laughs> You're fucking dead. Oh, that's the best thing I've ever heard. I mean, again, so this was all just from an interview. There's, there's been no, there's been no um, word of a fight being set up or anything like that. But please, oh my gosh, please do it in Philly. I will drive there and pay the gate ticket. Just, to play. I just want to see binoculars and everything. Uh, binoculars. I'll buy a front row ticket and use the binoculars just so I can see the blood sweat pop out of this pale motherfucker's mouth as he's getting clocked. I want this so bad. It is not <laughs> Wow. I didn't just, think this is going to get that much. He said that? He said those words, though? The, the exact quote. Okay. The exact quote was, <laughs> I can take Mike Tyson. He's too old. Sure. Okay. Okay. Whoo. Oh, I, need, I haven't laughed like that since I was in grade school. What was that, Foxy? 
Just because he can say it doesn't mean he should. Well, yeah, I, that's a lesson I've learned many times, Logan. Well, you have fun with that. Yeah, pretty much. All right, well, move, moving on. Because <laughs> I, I haven't laughed like, like that since I was a little of, girl. We got a lot. Of, we got a lot of snippet clips just out of that alone. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. In a in a in a fun crossover here, um, many of us, if not almost all of us here, love the show. What we do about uh, what we do in the shadows. Absolutely yeah. love the show and everything like that. Uh, and there was a recent interview with um Harvey um Gui, I don't know how to say his last yeah. name. Yeah. The, the, the actor who plays Guillermo. Guillermo. Gillian. Gillian. He wants to actually see, and I'm totally down for this. He actually wants to see a What We Do in the Shadows and Buffy the Vampire Slayer crossover. crossover. Yeah. Thoughts? I'd, I'd love to. If they can find any way to get, even they don't even have to have the full cast of Buffy, but if they could find any way to get that done, or just even a walk-on uh, by James Marsters would just be uh, hilarious. And one thing we do know about Taika Waititi, uh, if you remember the what, what we do in the Shadows episode with the Coven of Vampires, he has no problem getting some big names in there. I mean, that turn, yeah. I look on that and there's Wesley Snipes, there's Paul Rubens, I mean, Danny Trail, Danny Trail, there's still the Swing. Yes. Yeah, yes. So, uh, Mark Hamill was in there? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not so, that far. Yeah. So if, if that can be, if there's any way that can be done, uh, I'm not at the, the level of a Logan Paul, Mike Tyson excitement that Dan is, but I, I <laughs> he's going to kill that dude. <laughs> I can't get over this. <laughs> yeah. But yes, that's that's a great idea. Oh. Whoever who, who whoever uh, can is in charge of that or can make that happen, make, make it, it happen. happen. I yeah. just oh, I, oh. sorry, Foxy. No, it's okay. I need four actor. I need four performers from Buffy. I need uh, five. I need Cordelia. I need uh, Spike. What the fuck is Anthony Head's character's name? Miles, Giles, Giles, Giles. Giles. I need Buffy and I need Willow. I give a shit about the rest of them. Those are the five I need to show up in that show. And I'll be happier than a pig in mud. And it would make so much sense considering that when they had the Vampire Council, they had the vampires. Yeah. That's some, the vampires. Yeah, it makes yeah. complete and total sense. Yeah. You know, work. just a sidebar on what we do with the Shadows, the movie, the original one that came out first. By the way, the TV show has pretty much eclipsed that. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. Way, yeah, because yeah, the, yeah. the movie's spectacular. Oh, but I, I still, I brought a friend, of, I brought Matt, who streams with us on Thursdays and Sundays. Uh, he never heard of the movie, and I brought, he came over once a couple years ago. We have it on Blu-ray. And he was kind of like, okay, this is good, it's good. And then it's the scene where he can't quite transform into a cat anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just Jermaine's. It's just Jermaine's face superimposed into a keg on, and he laughed. He laughed as long as I did about Logan Paul, and Mike Tyson. He he laughed so hard, and he would randomly just we send each other that meme or that screenshot just to make each other laugh. But um, I is that is probably I'm going to remember my sidebar in a second. Yes, I remember it now. Here we go. Uh, in this, in that movie, there's Reese Darby and the werewolves, and I never got that series, and I'm very upset about that because Reese Darby, the werewolves, were just as funny in the three scenes they were in, 
where yeah. they're arguing like, I didn't wear stretchy pants. I told you to remember your stretchy pants. God damn it, Gary. It's just like, <laughs> just the fucking arguing over that. But yeah, that'd be amazing. Above that, across some werewolves and some shit's about to go down. I'll throw in some. <laughs> I'll throw in some angel, but only if Boreanis does his great Irish accent, <laughs> which is an Irish accent that sounds like a Philly accent because that's where he's from. Um, so yeah. it's twice as bad. So you got Hodge Hodge but you got the Hodge for character Furger over there, the John. Um. <laughs> I had another point. Oh, one of the funniest lines, and it's like from episode one, uh, like uh, season one, but where I forget the main character's name right now. He goes, I was hypnotized. No, literally, she hypnotized me. I still, fucking kills me every time. I, oh, I need to go back and revisit that. All right. And for our. Well, the new season comes out, I believe, in September. September. Yeah. Well, how actually have some watching now? Yeah, American Horror Story stuff. We got that. Yep. It's gonna be a good time. All right, and our last tidbit because Dan's been waiting on this one. We're gonna let Dan take the lead on this one. And then that the we got the trailer drop for the prequel series of Sopranos, which stars actually um the original actor Tony Soprano's um James son. Gandolfini's son, son. yeah, Michael Gandolfini playing, Michael playing uh, the younger version of him. That being said, I will pass this over to. Yeah, yeah, I got a coasting gig on Nerd Herders. All right. Uh, I did this for Craig and I because we kind of teased this discussion off air last week with HIC Talk Radio. So I wanted to get it in the nerd thing because let's face it, the Sopranos world has kind of leaked into the nerd fandom years ago. It was that big. Yeah. Um, So here's the disclosure. And you guys know this because you live in, we all live in generally the same <laughs> tri-state area, basically. You don't live too far from the, the Bada Bing. I was going to say, you, you you could throw a stone and probably hit the Bada Bing. Oh, we're, we're not that far from the uh, Bada Bing at all. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, when it originally aired, it was one of those things where I was like, okay, I'll watch it eventually. And I never watched it because I was just so tired of hearing about it. Well, I've just binged that show. The last two months and I've caught up and um, I just wanted to say that uh, one of the things I regret is not in, um, enjoying James Gandolfini when he's alive because holy shit, you guys have seen the show or you haven't? No. Uh, bits and pieces here and there. I know Craig has. Uh, when yeah. James Gandolfini, I will say without regret or reservations, probably one of the greatest actors ever been on screen and and he was only, and he was only here for a handful. Well, he was only in the public eye for a handful of years, which is a goddamn shame. Because, and I just go to this spoiler alert: he gets shot and almost dies at part of the seas in in the middle of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a great. It's one of my favorite. I want to say allegory, but I don't think that's the correct word. The writer will correct me. That's the greatest. It's one of the greatest impressions of limbo in heaven. Okay. that I've ever seen in a TV show because we have what's going on in the real world while he's in a coma. And then we have what's going on in Tony Soprano's head while he's laying in a coma in limbo, deciding to either die or go back to his body, essentially. Yeah. Grey's Anatomy just did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just him. He looks the same. 
He sounds different. Well, he looks the same, but he doesn't look the same. That's the weird thing. He pulls mm-hmm. off playing somebody different in that same body where the first few shots of this guy, I'm like, is that James? Get- oh, it is. Holy shit. Talks completely different. Walks completely different. Care. There's actors and then there's performers. And he is a goddamn performer. He, he, is, a, he is an amazing performer. His character, uh, his character Tony Soprano, on more than one occasion, has been voted the number one best TV character of all time on two different polls in two different decades. I regretted so much watching the not watching it till now because I will say this: one of the best TV shows, start to finish. Well, Dan, I envy you having to do it that way because I was the one that waited week after week for it to come on and then have to wait six, eight months. And there was one time in between seasons, it was a full year in between seasons of Sopranos. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, but there was, <laughs> it was a, a writer's strike and it, was, it absolutely killed me and killed Sopranos fans uh, during that. So I... As much shit as I give uh, people, and, and deservedly so, for picking up on <laughs> on series that came yeah. out 20, 30 years ago, they just saw now. Think, oh, you see Lost? That show's wild. Think, what, is it 1997 already? Yes, I saw Lost. But for people that do that, though, you get to, you get to binge. I didn't have that luxury. I actually had to wait like a TV fan. So... I applaud you, A, for doing that, for, for choosing The Sopranos, and B, the fact that you got to experience it that right away, all that oh gratification right away. I would have, see, Craig, yeah. I would have lost my mind if I was watching that live and had to, Welcome to my what world. the fuck is going on? You better yeah. get back in there and pay these goddamn writers and finish that fucking show right now. Yeah. Uh, and I also wanted to say this, another spoiler alert, which is kind of not a spoiler since the actor is dead. Um, Craig, I want your thoughts live on this because, again, we kind of discussed this off air. Uh, mm-hmm. Tony Soprano's dead. Yeah. And I know it's weird to see because I remember there were a lot of people like they left it open ended. Is he dead? Dude's dead. And it was one of the best. I compared it to a I compared it to Sting Hogan <laughs> where really, yeah. except for the end, this end went off better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Where they built this for longer than 17 months. It was about three seasons where they slowly built this. What do you think happens when you die? I think I heard you don't hear anything. It just happens. You never know. And other clues that literally happens in this last scene. And if we're to believe that the show is from Tony's perspective, which it is the whole show, that the last thing he would have seen is the door open and then... Yeah, black. Well, it's over. Yeah. He's dead. It's well, one of the greatest bookends I've ever seen in my life. And when it happened live, Dan, I think I told you the entire nation was in uproar. And my upstairs <laughs> neighbor actually was—I could hear them screaming at their TV set because they thought their cable had gone out. <laughs> uh, it's because true. My just, parents. Just, because not only did it go black, but it stayed black for thirty seconds. So that's what threw everyone off. And this is during the infancy of the internet. And so you had to go and search out websites that had theories. And it wasn't until uh, Tom F- uh, F- um, Fontana uh, made the assertion that Dan just did that we're seeing things from Tony's perspective. And the audience is seeing one thing, namely Meadow taking forever to parallel park, 
the journey song coming on, the people coming into the restaurant. We were supposed, and Tony sees the two shady guys coming in that he knows, but he he doesn't know, but he does know, and so and so the the end that was that was indeed Tony's death. Don't stop. Yeah, and the fact that James Gandolfini afterwards, and, and he had a very successful. A movie career, and he had a successful movie career before The Sopranos, and then, of course, afterwards, um, it didn't. None of his movies translate into the success he had on Sopranos. But the fact that whenever they said, "Well, let's do a, a, a sequel, a follow-up," he always said no because he knew not only was he done with the series, but there was no more Tony Soprano, so there was nothing more yeah. to do. Exactly. All right. Well. Thoughts on thoughts on the, the prequel trailer? That's that's that was literally where I was going to go. I, I, I can do a couple hosting gigs myself, Damon. No, I'm kidding. That's <laughs> perfect. Uh, with that great being casting. with that being said, great casting. Mm-hmm. Um, I have faith in the writers and producers that if Jay, um, his name's Michael, right? Michael Gandolfini. Yeah, Ma- Michael Gandolfini. Yeah. If Michael Gav- Gandolfini couldn't do a third of the acting that his fucking father could, this wouldn't be happening right now with him. Uh, so it Which, helps that. Go ahead. And I will say that that's why he would get this gig as opposed to Rob Zombie's wife, who hasn't proven a thing <laughs> other than laughing treacly. Yes. So go ahead, Dan. I love love Sherry Moon as baby, but that's pretty much a typecast. Uh, <laughs> um, big fan. So knowing that, and the fact that I didn't know Ray Liotta was in it until the trailer, I was like, "Ooh, okay, shit." Yeah. Um, I have faith this is going to be fantastic, and I will say this, and this is coming. I preface this on purpose. I watched her going, oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's really cool. I think I recognize who that's going to be. Oh, Dickie, that's the guy they talked about the entire series we never saw. We're going to find out what happens to this guy. Oh, I bet you Tony shot him. That's just me spitballing. Um, but at the end of the trailer, did you see the trailer, Craig? I know you avoid yeah. that shit. Okay. Yeah. And I saw John Bernthal. Which yes, John Bernthal. Hell yes. yes. Punisher and Walking yes. Dead and a million other damn things he's been in because he's a dynamo. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end, when you hear Ray Liotta's voice go to Dickie and your nephew, stay out of his life. And then it fades into the song from the series. I was like, yeah. oh, let's <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. I can't wait. Uh, what timing? And hey, listen, Craig, I know huh? you'd be jealous. Well, what timing for me? I literally just finished the series and then they're like, hey, the movie's coming out. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yes. I thought this was set up just for you, Dan. It's Man, like, they did. Oh. like uh, of course. They like it's, it's, he, he's getting his Expendables franchise. Dan's yes. watching it now. <laughs> Get in Expendables. there. Yeah. So I'm I'm, uh, and, and what gave me hope was, is if anybody saw the trailer, it said the many states of Newark, yeah. a soprano story. And I'm like. Uh-huh. Give me more. I want to see how Paulie Walnuts got his attitude. Yeah. I want to see a young Uncle June. You know, oh, with Dominic June, that prick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be amazing. I just want to know why. I know why. I know why Paulie Walnuts always has his hands in front of him. Yeah. But I want to know why. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Little yeah. things. I hope this uh, movie ends. I'm a looking forward to it. A little bit. A little, little bit. A little bit. Hey. All right. Well, that is our nerd news for the month. And it was pretty, uh, this was a pretty fun one. That was good. All right. Well, get diving into the main topic now is, um, all right. 
2021. Mm. Uh, yeah, we, we, so we say that. Uh, <laughs> toss, toss, toss out, toss out the opinions, and then I will toss out what I kind of thought was the best little nuggets from it, because that's all I can really say. Because <laughs> there's only a couple. I mean, usually we have like a slew of things, and but uh, yeah. So um, go ahead. You usually sum these up pretty good. I feel like to sum up my role in this episode of Nerd Herders would be the phrase, I don't want to be that person. I'm going to be that person. Yeah, E3 was lackluster, to say the very least. I forgot it happened. I really, honest, I swear on Phil Collins' brain, I had no idea it was even going on. I absolutely missed it. (laughs) With, um... The, one of the bigger surprises to come out of E3 was the fact that Sony and EA did not participate. Now, Sony's been pushing their own stuff here and there. They've been dropping trailers whenever the hell they want to, but to not have the presentation, especially from EA, which you know brings us games like Dragon Age, uh, their entire EA Sports, including the WWE games. <laughs> That's okay. We don't need to see that. Granted, but it's just they're such a predominant factor when it comes to EA, especially Sony, that to have them not be a part of it felt, yeah, it felt really weird. And I mean, we always watch it online, and so it wasn't really that much of a big deal, but the presentations themselves, I mean, I'm not a game developer, nor do I have a option to be or a desire to be but (laughs) given the fact that a lot of the technology they use can be done from home if you've been home during a pandemic the fact that that's what y'all gave us was shit (laughs) shit I'm sorry there's there's no other way to put it there was a Huge emphasis once more on the sandbox games as well as you know online multiplayer, which is an unfortunate focus all the time. And even the games weren't ones that grabbed you if they was, weren't already part. Of, if they weren't few. already part of a franchise, like your 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 Ghost Recon thing, yeah, yeah, or like well, actually Far- that, that got backlash too, and I'll get into well, that no, or bit. Rainbow Six or whatever the fuck yeah, it was. I know. One of those shooters from Tom Clancy, you know, if it yeah, wasn't part Rainbow of a Six. franchise yeah. like Far Cry, it wasn't very. Oh, I gotta play this game, and yeah. that's the part that was. There, there was very few. There was very few because usually every year that we watch, it's like, oh, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, this yes. one, this one, but like. It was very spotty. They this presented year. some good game, go good looking games. Yeah, don't because, get me wrong. Yeah, because remember the cin- cinematic trailer is always different than what you always what yes. you're gonna wind up the, with. The, the games that they presented were very good looking, but none had depth, and that's where it faltered. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, all right. Well, that being said, I'm gonna uh, again. I picked out a couple of nuggets that did kind of attract a lot of attention and did cause a little bit of a buzz, even if it wasn't a whole lot. Um, the first one is um, <clears throat> Activision putting out their um, Amical console. Now, this was really cool because I sent this one to, to, uh, to Dan as well. Now, Amico has blatantly said, this is, look, we're not trying to 
compete with Xbox or PlayStation or anything like that. You know, this is not about online play and multiplay and everything like that. This is about going back to the roots of what video gaming was. And that is literally a console in your home with some cool, fun games. And hey, if you want to play, come over and everything. So they're basically kind of redoing what Nintendo did with the, with the original Nintendo Entertainment Console. That's, that's, that's what they're doing. They're, it, it's about you know family and friends playing physically together in right. a thing. Yeah. And you know a lot of people were like, meh, but I, after I watched it, I was like, you know what, after that, I kind of like where they're going with this. I mean, some of the games did look cool. They're not, and again, let's face facts. If you go back to the old box Nintendo entertainment system, not every game was a gem. <laughs> how many cla- out of the entire like couple of hundred library of cartridges how many of them were actually like that's a that's a classic well versus yeah right versus like how many other ones you know that came out that came out of like it were absolutely terrible so i'm actually rather intrigued by this uh amical council like i said i, said, I know i said that the dan dan checked it out and I think dan was even like oh, this looks kind of oh i was i was going <laughs> look at this there there's the Atari now. The Amicos go. They're, they're, I, I'm a sucker for nostalgia. I, you know, you can have your new stuff. I like new stuff too. But sometimes, you know, and I need an old. I need comfort from an old friend. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing. True. And, and that's the thing too. Like they're not pushing. They're like, look, our games are not. I mean, nothing. And they were like, look, nothing against what anybody's doing, but this is not about the most we're, beautiful game. We're doing something different. Dra- yeah, they want it. They're, they're bringing it back to what it was. So you know how many more games I would play if they had a two-player co-op option for us? Yeah. I think the last one I was able to do with you was we did Gears of War. <laughs> you tried. Oh, I tried. <laughs> Didn't I set myself on fire in that too? I think you yeah, did. I, think I, did. I, I played. I tried to co-op Gears of War 5 with Matt on stream and it lasted two episodes. Wait, Fox, did you set yourself on fire out of boredom or is that in the game? In the game. Well, she, oh. she has a way... <laughs> Assassin's Creed, she's the queen of setting herself on fire in every one of them. Nice. Every time I play, too. Every time she plays, she sets herself on fire somehow. Every time she plays. Since Assassin's Creed 1. Yeah. <laughs> and she well, did it again in Gears of War. And I'm I, trying to tell her, it was, it was, we should have streamed that, us trying to play this thing yeah, together. That was on the OG Xbox. Like, okay. the OG Xbox. Yeah, but nevertheless. Well, no matter what iteration of Metal Gear Solid comes on, that I, I will always play. I will always find a way to step on my own trip mine. <laughs> every time. <laughs> Pull myself up every time. That's my setting myself on Firefox. Oh, my God. Next game, uh, next thing that actually seemed kind of interesting, and this was probably the most, <clears throat> this one got the most fanfare, which was the, um, Guardians of the Galaxy video game. Right, this yeah, one actually yeah. looked genuinely fun. Yeah, has a pretty good story to it. Stylistically, looks good and everything like that. Uh, so, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was definitely one I was interested in. And again, you know, it's about you know, um, and you're you're pretty much the, the main thing. <clears throat> the main thing about this one is you play as Peter Quill. I mean, right. It's it's Peter's story, but it's about you know again. What Guardians of the Galaxy is about is that they're family and bringing the team together and all that. And it has that feel of the movies and everything like that. But they're not made to look like the characters in the movies and everything. And it looks yeah. it looks yeah. fun. Didn't they also have the it's Avengers family? Yeah, yeah, that the was that expansion. was. But, yeah, but I, I didn't go into the expansion. I after diving into <laughs> Avengers Day One, 
I'm going to need more than a couple trailers. Uh, yeah. I'm not convinced yet. Yeah. Well, the way the, the way the, the well, they were smart with the Guardians of the Galaxy thing. The Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> wasn't just a cinematic trailer, which was kind of cool. Right? Yeah. It was a gameplay. It was like it was cinematics from the from the game mixed with gameplay. So you saw both. It wasn't because I forgot what game what gaming company was. They were like poking fun at how how oh, everybody yeah, does yeah. the trailer. It's like you know. It goes epic wide shot, dramatic music. We're gonna show you this, we show you that, you know, with no actual gameplay. Yeah. <laughs> it was like they poke fun of themselves because of what everybody does. You get this tremendous cinematic trailer or, or whatever, and it's like, okay, this is not what the game looks like. Can I get a little bit of the game? But like again, yeah. those behind Guardians of the Galaxy, you saw cinematics from the game as well as gameplay so you actually saw the game in action and it looks really good it looks really really good it does and i look forward to it avengers i was so excited about but after a couple of days gameplay i can only beat robots so many times and yeah. uh discover new power and you have to wait so many months to get a new character in or you'll get it i'll get an alert on my phone hey captain marvel's available hey black panther's available and by this time i'd already i've just i've Thankfully, I've discovered Spider-Man Miles Morales this past weekend, and I just got, just like with Dan, how fortuitous that Dan started watching The Sopranos. When a new trailer comes out, I started playing Miles Morales as Dan is playing it live on one of his many podcasts. <laughs> I, I do want to say this about Avengers. The, the camp, the, the game, the... Take two. Yeah, thank you. We're leaving that in. The campaign, the story mode. Fan fucking tastic. I played that on stream and I did extra. It was fantastic. Not just beating up robots. Hell of a story. Nice little twist there. Oh, well, things alive. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Just the Modoc stuff was good. Yes. Modoc stuff was great. Uh, the Captain America beeline. To, to get them all together again. Well, it was fantastic. You're, you're little Ms. Marvel, Iron Man, Thor, you get to, you get to fight as everybody. It was really good. Yes. All but right. the multiplayer can just go throw it in trash. <laughs> now the next one that did look interesting, but unfortunately it, it was a cinematic trailer, but definitely looked interesting was one called um, Redfall, which is uh Basically, like some sort of like crazy apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic vampire. Oh yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. Look really cool, uh, that. But again, it's one of those like, hey, like, we want to see some gameplay and what this is about and how it's gonna go. Da, 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 da. Hopefully, it's not a sandbox game because that's the everything. A lot of the games I got, I was like, ooh, this looks cool. Then it turned out to be a sandbox game or something like that. And I was like, Davey, could you define what? Could you describe to the the listeners and viewers what a sandbox game is? Sandbox game, you know, kind of like your um your Fortnite stuff like that, where it's like not really a story, where it's like everybody just, you know, a big multiplayer MMO type thing or like that, gotcha. you know, where it's like shoot them, shoot each other and everything like that, and it's just like, mm -hmm. nah, you okay. know, it's like, and 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 that's what I like. That's the thing. Like we've seen so many trailers like that, where it's like, oh, this looks really cool. This looks like it has a very intriguing story, and then you come and find out there's no story. It's just like a thing that hook you in. Uh, to play it and that's where it gets really like lost on me and everything like that so gotcha. redfall does look good but uh -huh. again need to see more about it um another one that kind of falls into the same thing which actually got a lot of backlash as well which i i mean like that was um rainbow six extraction wow. now rainbow rainbow six extraction 
uh, from the Tom, you know, Rainbow Six from the Tom Clancy series and all that. Looks really good. You know, has a really cool little story going on. You know, it's a little on the sci-fi side and everything like that, but it makes sense to what they did in some of the story stuff in Rainbow Six previously. So this is expanding on that and everything like that. And hardcore Tom Clancy fans lost their shit. Like, they were <laughs> pissed. They were like, this should remove Tom Clancy from the top of his name. This is such a cash grab. This is bullshit. This is not what Rainbow Six is about. And I'm like, wait a minute. I like, wait a minute. I like the story they're expanding on was used in one of the expansion campaigns in the Rainbow Six that you guys are currently playing. Yeah. Hold on. Tom Clancy's been dead for almost 10 years. Isn't it all a cash? Yeah, 2013. Isn't it all a cash grab at this point? Yes. Like yeah. you're this is where you drew the line. That trailer was fun. <laughs> that the game looks I, fine. What's the problem? I thought extraction, I thought extraction looked amazing. I, what's I the goddamn like, what's the problem? Yeah, I, I I guess you saw that you saw the extraction trailer? Yes. I thought it looked I thought See, it looked badass. You know what's funny is I saw these trailers and never once did it occur to me, oh E3's on. <laughs> <laughs> it literally uh, you guys said E3 uh, uh, or Foxy tweeted it was E3. I was like Oh, that's why all the fucking trailers. Oh, okay. Like extraction, looks, extraction looks amazing. I think Extraction yeah, looks amazing. I'm complaining about I mean, stuff to complain, Damien. The only thing is, I'm, I mean, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's not like the other. Like, it looks like it's supposed to be an actual campaign. Given, given what this trailer looks like, it looks like it's actually supposed to be a campaign, which I'm hoping for, and everything like that. Because again, you know, Rainbow Six, I thought it was gonna be a campaign thing, but you know, it's it's a team based thing, blah 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 blah. So I'm hoping ex- Extraction actually is an actual campaign, given the the trailer that they gave. Fingers crossed. And then the last one that only had any real depth to it and everything like that. And again, everybody has heard me say it again. I'm not a big proponent of first person shooters and everything like that, but if the story's good enough. And if there's enough of a thing going on, it might intrigue me a little bit. And that one comes by Far Cry 6. Far okay. Cry 6 is kind of interesting. Has some interesting things going on there. That's it. Wow. <laughs> oh, whoa. Oh, look whoa. Uh oh. Hold on. Shots fired. Shots fired. There is. There is a. She confused which game it was. She confused the game which game it was. Okay. The weird Ooh, dog with the feel on. But that's There's... the only feel part of the game. That's okay. Take my sixty. Otherwise, <laughs> his name is his name is Chorizo, and he's a wiener dog on wheels. Take my here. Take my blood. Wow. I'm in. The guy from what's his name from Breaking Bad. I hope the dog bites him in his ankles. Let's Apple. go. Uh, yeah, yeah, the actor's name. I'm sure. Dan, uh, oh, Giancarlo him. Esposito. It just popped in my head. Got it. Yes, he was in Trading Places with Eddie Murphy. Yeah, he's in a lot. That's of things. the first I saw him. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. Well, first thing I saw him in was was Taps in 1980 with uh, Tom Cruise. No, I see. And, uh, I've never seen that. But yes, he he goes back a long way. But yes, Giancarlo Esposito, who was in everything. Yeah, yeah, Mando. He was in the Mandalorian with the. Uh, yeah, uh, the boys. Yeah. Yep. The the. the I've not seen the boys yet, unfortunately. Uh, just, uh, it's on my list, Craig. I have a long list and a beat pile and a boss. I got gotcha. you. Thank you. And her name is Kelly. But the you know the cinematic stuff for Far Cry definitely looks kind of interesting and everything like that. 
I mean, I'm not thoroughly grabbed yet. It's definitely one of those games where it's like, all right, after it comes out, maybe there'll be some stuff. Yeah. David, right. I agree with Foxy. Exactly. I, I literally watched Jim. Uh, uh, uh. Wiener dog. Wiener dog on wheels. Don't really care what's in this game. Other than that, we're good. That was all I needed. And it was him going. The wiener dog on wheels. I, no, I want, I want to control him and to kill something. That's what I want. I want to launch rockets off his wheels. And and kill things. Um, with the wiener dog on wheels. Yes, with the wiener dog on wheels with a rocket booster on his back. I just want to just love him and pet him and make him kill things. He shows up in the trailer and he goes, <laughs> and I was just like, yes, that's it. Didn't care about the rest of it. I was like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. And then they did it on purpose, right? They had the whole trailer. It faded out and faded back into the dog. And I was like, Fox, did you hear all that? Yes. Okay, good. I just want to make sure. So this just so you know, we're, point for a game. Who'd have thought that's game? a selling point for a game? That's a selling point for a game. I just want to make sure we were, in fact, on the same page where it was like, eh, eh. Yeah. 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 My, my, my only thing with my, the my, my. next installment of Far Cry is I really love the direction that they had went with Far Cry 5. Oh, my and God. Having to deal so with, good. And having to deal with a cult and, and everything. And to see them go back to like you know cartels and all of that, it was just like oh yeah, yeah. Uh, like you, third, you, third, done third, that third, world, third world country dictators and yes, all that. Yeah. You've done that so much. The direction you took in the last one was great. Not saying continue that direction, but please do because I love cults. Like just you know continue expanding on what you were doing. Like they just went backwards because it sells. Not here, but it sells. And honestly, as I said, uh, E3 wasn't that great. So that's literally all I have for E3 coming out of it. That was like the best I can give you out of E3, folks. Sorry. Okay. I, I can add something. You know, they're remaking a League of Their Own into a series. I thought they tried that already. No, they're actually making an Amazon series. Okay. I, I They tried to so do is, it. Is on it like make Tom Hanks movies into series? Because we have Turner and Hooch coming, yeah. too. No, but they they uh, attempted to make yeah. a league of their own into a series uh, in yeah. their early in the late night on CBS. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, I don't have any memory yeah, of that. Yeah. That's probably I for do. a good reason. Well, yeah, because it didn't go anywhere. Um, but yeah, do you know originally uh, League of Their Own was uh, supposed to be instead of Tom Hanks and uh, Gina Davis, it was Jim Belushi and Laura Dern. Huh. Thank the heavens, it wasn't yeah. Jim Belushi. <laughs> No, yeah. thank you. K9, and that's about the fuck it. One of my favorite stories oh, the, about... Oh, come on, the principal! Yeah, principal was Alright, the principal. Okay, fine. One of my favorite stories about actors who thought they were, who were originally casting something and it didn't happen. Uh, Jamie Foxx uh, auditioned for Jerry Maguire with um, Bridget Fonda and Tom Cruise for Jerry Maguire. Mm. And uh, he said this on an interview. Um, they asked Jamie, so when did you find out you didn't get the part? He said, when I saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it would have been Jamie Foxx, Bridget Fonda, and Tom Cruise instead of uh, Cuba Gooding, Renee Zellweger, and Tom Cruise. But, I don't, yeah. I, that could have been all right. I still could have worked, yeah. Yeah, that would have worked. But yeah, so but, yeah, they asked Jamie, when did you find out you didn't get the part? But yeah, Tom Hanks... 
He doesn't make that movie because the ladies make that movie because without the ladies, you don't have that movie. But Tom right. Hanks makes that opposite side of that work yeah. where he does not give less of a shit at the beginning. And by yeah. the end, he's just as a uh, so good. And I always go back to the quote between him and David Stray. Uh, um, yeah, uh, I forget. I can't remember. David's in everything. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Thank you, Craig. But yeah. where where it's like the first or second game and it just cuts to Tom Hanks drunk, sleeping, scratching his nuts. And, you know, it's later on in the conversation. I quote this to this day where David goes, uh, you know, he's the owner of the team. And he goes, I especially liked it when you scratch your balls oh. for an hour. And <laughs> he goes, well, anything worth anything doing is worth doing right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you, I have another bit of tidbit information wrestling wise, guys, if you want to yeah. five more minutes, because I know this is going to trigger Craig. Not on purpose, but I, I know how you're going to feel about this. The WWE just named the greatest tag teams ever in a list. Uh, yeah, I heard about that. So I'll give it away who number one wasn't. Number three was the Hart Foundation. Craig, do you know who number one was based on I how I'm telling you this? To you? Well, I, I the, the only spoiler I have, Dan, is that the and this is only because someone was more outraged than me on social media that the Road Warriors were number six. They were number six. It? Now that's stupid. Uh, but, that's who, now I, but I don't know who number one was. It's the new day. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, if I wasn't so up, I would laugh as much as Dan did about Logan Paul and Mike Tyson. Uh, but I only, it's only because they set them up to have, to not only have it longer than anyone else, but to hold it more than anyone else because that's what they fit the, uh, the profile of what Vince likes. And a tag team. Um, so the definition the, of great is just that it's not in ring ability. No, or, it's not in ring ability. It's how many t-shirts you sell. It's, no, um, I would I would argue, and the wrestlers, I I because I'll argue it with uh, Craig, but I won't argue with the wrestlers that I think the in ring ability of the new day is just as good as anybody else on that list. I agree, but as far as... Yeah. Great, I, just, I, I just love how the British Bulldogs have been pretty much erased from history. That's kind of yeah. bullshit because I, I, I get the dino... Has the WWE learned from the past that burying somebody, not such a great idea when eventually you're going to blow them uh, like the piece of crap that was... The Ultimate Warrior was a piece of crap. Yeah, He was. He's, he's just a bad guy. Um, he was very popular. Yeah, I didn't even understand it as a kid. I was a sting mark, which is faulty as that is. I've been told. I yes, I know. I yes, Damien. I know that you know, and you know that I know that you know. But everybody else is like, "Now nah, Sting was overrated," and I want to fight these people. Um, I saw, I saw, uh, like really, really quick. I saw like a really cool thing because it, it was a great Photoshop with Sting with the winged eagle belt on. Yeah. And it's at one time he was supposed to be over there at a time and they wanted to make him world champion. Could you imagine yeah. if they actually did it, the money he would have made for WWF? Yeah. It would have yeah. it would it would have eclipsed. I think it would have eclipsed Hogan and it yeah. definitely would have eclipsed Warrior if they actually did get to sign Sting and made him world champion. They Sting would have Sting would have eclipsed every one of these guys. Oh yeah. Uh he uh, I would have I would have given up a year's salary to see Sting work with Rock, Steve Austin. Oh, they're talking uh, about late nineties. Like, 
the, the Photoshop was him even from the surfer days. Oh, yeah. well, I mean, 80, 80, 89. Now, now you yeah. see, I, I him with the wing title and everything, and he, the, the winged eagle belt, and I, I think he would have been huge back then. It's weird for me to say I agree with you. I'm not going to debate that, but wrestling wise, I don't think it would have been better than it would have been in the NWA WCW in those days. But I, uh, but I, 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 yeah, I don't know if Vince knew what to do, would have known what to do. No, look about. what he did with everybody else. Yeah, look what he did with work. But, but if we're, ta- if we're go ahead. Go, oh, go, no, no, go ahead. Finish what you're saying. What I want to, what, what is the list of the top? That's what I can't in, goddamn find. I think you have to watch this stupid. Keep going. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get okay, it. You have to if, watch this stupid thing on the network. If, if they're just staying on the WWE, the greatest dub tag team is in WWE history. I don't know why the Dudley Boys. They're up. They're top ten. Number one. Okay. All right, why... number, number five. Number five is the Dudleys. Oh. Wait. Number above. Four. Wait. 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 Above the Road, the Road Warriors. Warriors. If we're talking. Yeah. Rowers are. We're in the WWF for that long. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. You're right. You're right. Uh, number four, Edge and Christian. Mm. Number three, the Hart Foundation. Okay. Number two, the Hardys. Yeah. And, and number one, the New Day. <clears throat> Well, again, the, I, my feeling is like, look, okay, I love how you've written you've written the British Bulldogs out of history. I love yeah. how you've written the British Bulldogs out of history. Mm-hmm. Um, again, looking back on the teams, and again, I, I know I'm a part of the 80s. She can both call for pretty decent. The Dream Team, you know, they, they made pretty what like the Killer Bees. Like, but again, but where, where if you're going to on WWE and especially your creation, all the records that the New Day broke. Belong to demolition. Even yeah. if they were a road warrior copy, the demolition is what put the WWE at the tag team scene uh, on the map. Because when yeah. they were there, were ten tag teams, and nobody was in any of them. Yes, I mean in in the eighties, demolition was at the top of the heap, along with the Hart Foundation and the Bulldogs and the Rougeos and Sheik and Volkov and the, the Islanders and uh, the Rockers. Yeah. Yeah, the brain buster. The brain buster. Like, yes. So wait, both of the members of the um, um, uh, uh, the British Bulldog. I brain fart for a second. The, the British Bulldogs are both passed on. Yes. So they're not doing the make good tour that all these wrestlers get when they've died. No. See, the same. Go fuck fans. Go fuck yourself. It's all fucking selective. And, then, and I recently found out an interesting one. Um, okay, Power and Glory, which should have been a much better. Push tag team when it was Hercules and Paul Roma. Yeah, and yeah. they were really good and everything like that. You know the nasty the when the nasty boys got the belts from the Heart Foundation. Yeah, that was originally supposed to be Power and Power Glory. Glory. Yeah, yeah, that would have been better because the nasty boys shouldn't be at the top of any of these lists ever. Yeah, I didn't. Well, they didn't make the top ten. I Power didn't. Glory was so good. Power and I Glory was so. I'll do you like one. kind of ahead of their time when they got them together. I'll do you one better. You know who I like you just as a. Pretty wonderful was pretty goddamn awesome. I don't care what anybody says. I know the WWE kind of made a mockery of Paul Roma. Why I don't know in the Horseman DVD, which is a great documentary. But they get to Paul Roma. I'm like, well, you didn't do anything wrong. Shut up. Sure. The version he was in is the most horrible. Oh, I'm sure, sure. In yeah. that respect, sure. But Paul Roma and Mr. Wonderful was. Great, and they were so easy to hate, and that's why they were there. Oh, yeah, man, Mr. Wonderful at WCW. I know it doesn't hold a candle to the original WWF, 
bad Mr. Wonderful. But that music made made you just like, oh, here comes this son of a bitch. Wonderful! <laughs> just fucking great. And, um, and unfortunately, I've heard, I've not heard, I've seen he is battling Alzheimer's, Mr. Wonderful. Yeah, and it, and uh, I've heard from his son that we're in the late stages now. Yeah, yeah. It's not looking it's not looking good for. Oh, and, 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 and sadly, like he he degraded like rather quickly. Like it was yeah. quick because yeah. it wasn't that long ago he was on. You, know, you had the buzz cut. He didn't look so bad. Right. He, had he also had the Sam mustache. Yeah, he was. He but he also had to remember his body was already ravaged and he fought off cancer. Yeah. yeah, and then this yeah. happens, and it's just. But yeah. yes, uh, the the new days number one. Now I'll say this: I, I don't have a, I don't have a problem with the new day. Oh, but the the, the gimmick is stale. Right. The great the greatest the, tag the, team the, in the, the British of the Bulldogs, WWE. the Heart no. Foundation. Heart Foundation. Are you, it, yeah. Are you sure, guys? <laughs> the rockers, like, and and let's not make this a race thing. I don't know if you know this. Uh, Craig's black. Yeah, and I could give a shit about the new day. Um, you look like you have thoughts. I want to hear oh, from you. I want to hear. Let's go. Let's go. Defend I, my I, new I, day. I'm, I'm seeing the face, and I I, I see the. Oh, she's the only one who hasn't said anything. No, they're not fumes. They are not fumes. I'm taking it all in, and I'm listening to all the tags. Defend my new day stance. No, but and, and everything you guys are saying is fine and relevant. But within the top five of what that list indicates, number one should have gone to the Hardy Boys. Yes. They sure. redefined what tag team wrestling was. Oh, yeah. They were engaging enough via storyline, promos, appearance, etc., etc. Again, everybody you guys are mentioning is great. Demolition, War Boys. Yeah, we, we, we got it. Oh, but, I'm mean, not on the demolition wagon. Don't cut me in on that one, please. End of the day, let's be real here. We remember them because we watched them. But if you said Hardy Boys to anybody from that time period that didn't even watch wrestling, they knew who they were. Yeah. So Hardy Boys should have been one. And not for nothing, indi- indi- a perfect indication on the their timestamp. On, on that division, their big re, uh, the reaction they got on their return, yeah, Haney. still getting the Holy goosebumps. Yeah, like yeah. that reaction to this day is still probably. I, I, I really think, Damien, and I don't know if you guys will agree with me. Um, and I'll take the wrestler again. This is where this is where you don't be a hypocrite and go, Well, the wrestlers, I'll take their word for it, you know what I'm saying. Uh, is the last time I was genuinely surprised by wrestling. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they set it up to where they had pictures on the social media at the airport that they were leaving Florida after all the, the indie shows that weekend yeah, yeah. and the impact stuff. They were out of there. And boom, that music hit. Yeah. And you probably could have flown that stadium. I was, oh, yeah. yeah, I was so someone else's house and I had to keep it down because their kids were sleeping. That's how loud I, I yelled. And Fox, I like your number one. My number one would have in WWE history would have been the Dudleys. I think I think they did more than the Hardys as far as redefining uh, wrestling because their tables, ladders, and chairs match, which included the Hardys, which put them over. But the, the table spots that we see now that we take for granted 
the Dudleys, you know, granted they they brought they started in ECW, but they brought it to the WWE and it excelled and to the point where now every table spot you see is because of the Dudleys. Yeah. So in in their their mind number one in WWE history. But uh New Day it shouldn't they couldn't even lace the Dudley's boots <laughs> on a good day or the Hardys. Or a new one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, that being said, I mean, that's all we got over on this end. Okay. Anybody else got anything? Well, it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. Hump uh, day. day. No, Loki day. What the hell's wrong with you people? Uh, parents. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, for those of you who aren't parents and do have Disney+, Plus, there's a show called Loki that comes on every Wednesday, new episodes every Wednesday. It's the latest in Marvel's uh, taking over of your computer screens, which they can't do in the movies now. But these Disney shows are to set up the movies or to have the bridge between the movies and the show. Uh, for instance, WandaVision was just to was a setup for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange 2. It's not going to be a series. There is no, not going to be a season two of WandaVision. Falcon and Winter Soldier is just to set up Captain America 4. So there's not going to be season two of that. Loki is setting the stages for not one, but three movies. Uh, The Eternals, which will come out later this fall. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, another tie-in. And also Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, 3, Quantumania, because... As you can see behind me, I'm in the Time Variance Authority, the TVA, but the prominent uh, rumor is that this is part of um, the quantum realm that was visited briefly when Ant-Man was there. And if you look very closely in Ant-Man and the Wasp, when uh, Scott Lang was trapped there, you can see a little city, a little city that looked a lot like the one I'm standing in right now. So how's the weather out there? Is it as hot as over here? It's kind of balmy. Uh, it, but you know, it's a dry bomb, you know, <laughs> uh, that's what they call it. But for those of you who don't know, uh, in the, today's episode of Loki, uh, episode four was the first one that had a post credit scene folks. And if you stayed away from the internet, um, you know, or if you haven't stayed away from the internet, you know, that the post credit scene, uh, had three characters at the end. One of them dressed up exactly like the comic book Loki, the yellow band with the big orange, the big yellow horns oh, curled nice. up, and they were standing what looked like the remnants of New York City with Avengers Tower leaning in the background and had been had been decimated. Loki had been pruned. If those of you who watch the show know what that means when someone is pruned, they're zapped away from existence. We all, the audience, believe they're dead or they're gone forever. But Loki was pruned, and it's his show, so we know he couldn't be dead, and we find him in where we don't know. But there's a lot of time variant. A lot. It's time variant authority. Um, it's They're part of the timekeepers. And we're led to believe that these people have been here since the beginning of time. But now we find out they're just humans like all of us with memories of being here on Earth that were taken there and stuck in the time in the TVA, which is where Mm. I am now. 
So during that, they're during that time very they're not people that have been there since the beginning of time they're actually humans that were had their memories erased and sent there so for <laughs> those of you our nerd herders who are watching with me the show loki episode four tom hiddleston himself said episode four and five were his favorite ones episode three uh for those of you who haven't been caught up it looked it was a COVID episode because there was only two people talking the whole time uh, <laughs> and nothing, nothing wrong with that. I mean, Kevin Smith made a whole career out of having a movie about two people talking for an entire movie. <laughs> and uh, if dialogue works, it works. But Thor, I mean, Loki and Lady Loki uh, were just those two talking and running throughout the, the, uh, the episode, episode three. So that seemed like a COVID episode um, that it was just had those two. But uh, for you non-parents out there, for people that have time on your hands, uh, the latest Marvel Disney fair uh, in following in the footsteps of WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Loki so far has gotten bigger ratings than both of those two. Um, wow. Not surprised. Yeah, not yeah. surprised. Everybody, everybody loves Tom Hiddleston. And, and, and Tom Hiddleston loves playing the character, which is probably the rarest thing. You know, when you got a guy that um, is, is known for a character and he loves playing it, kind of like with with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark, and uh, and Chris Evans with uh, Captain America. But where Chris Evans wants to do other stuff, Tom Hiddleston has really embraced the Loki character. He's out of the twenty two movies uh, in the Marvel universe, he's played Loki in twelve of them. So he's he's re- and even for a guy who auditioned for Thor to begin with. And the pictures are out there of him auditioning for Thor with blonde hair and everything. Yeah. Didn't get it. I'm sorry about that. Um, but he's embraced it and he's doing a wonderful job. And like you said, everyone loves Tom Hiddleston. And um, for good reason. The guy is yeah. a- absolutely uh, gorgeous and he's fun to look at and fun to listen to. So, Loki, every Wednesday, check it out when you have time if you're not parents. Check it out. <laughs> Dan. On to you, Dan. Do you have anything that we didn't cover nerd-wise? Dan. Ghostbusters, is, Ghostbusters is coming out in November. Really? <laughs> Never said anything about that. It's the first time hearing of this. Ooh. No Gen- way, really? Genesis is starting to tour in November. Yes! Twofer! I'm out. <laughs> I, 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 guess we're to, I guess we're up to the cheap plugs now then yeah well it is time for cheap plugs uh so uh damien um where can people find you and where can people how can people hire you to look as good as you well you can follow me regularly at zvargus802 on the old instagram um if you're interested in either a personal training or karate uh you can go to u.com S dot um, underscore Shotokai on Instagram uh, and anything like that. You can contact me that way. Uh, we're, uh, U.S. Shotokai is also on Facebook as well. You can check out the pictures and videos and send me messages and if you're in the area and like that. We've got summer vacation classes. We've got 12 o'clock classes. And again, as I said, I also do personal training. Other than that, all the nerd news we spoke about tonight and more can be found on Nerd Herders Rebooted on Facebook. Uh, Veronica, if I can call you Veronica, as Elvis Costello would, 
you have you've been working on your magnum opus your biography and the followers of you on instagram and if you follow her on patreon.com like i do we get to see pictures of um and many various colorful tabs on what you've got uh going on so far so the book is called tell me who i'm supposed to be tell us about it where will we be able to find it and where will we be able to find you Okay. Uh, you can find me at Viva Foxy Foxy. That's V-I-V-A-F-O-X-Y-F-O-X-X-Y on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, every social media platform. <laughs> Same handle. Uh, if you would like to support my forthcoming wrestling memoir, tell me who I'm supposed to be, visit patreon.com slash Foxy Foxy. Hit up one of the tiers, get incentives that are actually going to be restarting as of July because I kind of took a slight hiatus while I am in the process of revising the memoir. I'm, and you're almost done. Hand, yes. Yeah, you're almost done. Hand. Yes, I am almost done with the revisions. I'm in the last three chapters of it, after which I get to do those revisions in the computer. And then from there, send it to an editor. And then after that, Fingers crossed that the publisher says, yes, we want to publish your book. Because if not, I have a backup plan, and that's fine. I'm aiming for October. Okay. To be done, and if I'm doing it on my own, out. If it goes to the company, I don't know how long that'll take, but I'm oh. aiming for October. Or as I've called it for years and years, years Veroctober. Yeah. Don't call it that. Um, but um, I call it that too. Oh, you know, okay, then yeah, call it that for October. October is my birthday. It, it rocks. Okay. It, it, rocks. It, it rocks. And uh, I call yeah. August Dan August. Doggest. Doggest. Killed my joke. <laughs> I call August my birthday month. Um, but I'm so proud of you and I'm so happy for you. And, uh, I will be, uh, giving you gladly giving you my $6 every single month to, uh, <laughs> see your progress and see how it goes. Cause I want fans and listeners of yours to know that she's writing this by hand, uh, every day a la Mick Foley, uh, but putting all together, putting a lifetime together, um, uh, by hand is incredibly hard, arduous task. Uh, to do and just with a hand problem. Yes, yes. Hand wow, that's not green screen, folks. That's her actual hand. Yes. Uh, Th this is what happens. This is what happens during a pandemic, and you're constantly washing your hands, and then you're writing by hand, and your hands are sweaty. So you're constantly washing your hands, and your hand loses all moisture, and you get hand eczema. Wow. This is what happens. And it's on both sides. No, it's, no. The other side is fine. A, uh, that's, oh, that's actually skin now. <laughs> oh, okay. The skin came back. It's disgusting. And is this wow. still flammable? No, yeah, stop, oh, Dan. Right. What are you doing? We're going to have an explosion on, last, uh, uh, on Twitch. Michael Bay, explosion. Uh, somebody come here and shake the camera and I'll light it on fire. No, thank you. Uh, Dan, where can we find you besides the morgue? No, I was. I'm not a. I was son of a firefighter. I'm not going to light it on fire. Uh, me follow too. me. Me too. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. See, we both know. Uh, 
I fear him too much, and he had a stroke. He still kicked my ass. Uh, follow me on Twitter and all social media platforms. I've tested that. He still hurts. Uh, Dan Law 83. <laughs> I thought it was tough. I go, yeah. went for the left side, or I went yeah. for the right side because that's where it affected him. Thinking, mm-hmm. oh, I got you, old man. Boom. He hit me with the left. I was like, ow. Talking about Dan's father, Stu Hart. Calcified. Calcified. It's him discipline. Stu Hart, Calachico. Calcified, yeah, exactly. Dude, he taught me years ago to punch with your weight. Well, he did that. And I'm like, okay, fine. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, we will take our leave of you because uh, as we started this uh, amazing podcast, I've watched the entire movie Ted. And so when Ted is over, that's when I have to take my leave of you. Uh, join us here at the end of next month, at the last Wednesday of every month, uh, the way we do uh, once a month. We are your bloody curse, uh, which you are stuck with. And uh we are the tampons to soak up all your pop culture goodness. Um, we come to you each and every month, and hopefully, at some point during this, at during the summer, during the fall, at some point before the year of our Lord twenty twenty one is over with, uh, we like Voltron will all come together as one in one mighty space, time and place, and do this live for you our listening and viewing fans. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on Nerd Herders. Uh, my name is Craig Lagans. That was Dan Calachico, our favorite married couple, uh, Damien, Bar- Damien Dragon and Foxy Foxy. Thank you all for, for, for watching us, for listening to us, for staying up late with us on Wednesday night. We will be back next month. I will have a brand new green screen behind me uh, and a new tie and probably a new suit but the same old shit because that's what we have for you shit and we love you for it so thank you guys this is Nerd Herders and we are out <laughs>